Let's start. Let's do what, it. Right. Yeah, come right on. Now? Hurry. We're, gonna, we're hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Comedy oh, Film Nerds Podcast, episode 387. Come on, man. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to be talking about Mother. Um, oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> we'll be talking about that movie, uh, American Assassin. We've got some um, earbuds and Podfest updates, and we're going to be talking about some cool trailers like The Shape of Water and Downsizing. So... Uh, when do we start with earbuds? Let's start with some announcements. Let's start with some announcements. So earbuds uh, dropped last week, the 12th, and yes. then uh, I was on WTF with Mark Maron, which is really cool. Mm. Um, it's been bouncing around like in the top 50 of iTunes. Yeah, well, and we want to thank you guys for the great reviews on iTunes. They've been really, um, really nice. Thanks so much. And just really uh, long, thought-out, thoughtful reviews. <laughs> we really appreciate it. I appreciate the five-star ratings because all of that stuff helps. It helps it track in iTunes, and the fact that you're buying it there is is great. Now, we did want to mention, though, that it should be up on other platforms. It hasn't quite made it there yet. It wouldn't be earbuds if there weren't some kind of technical delay or issue somewhere. <laughs> like, we were assured all platforms on September 12th yes. didn't happen. So there is uh, some technical issues with the uh, distributor and the providers, so... It will be on Amazon any day, any minute, and it's also slowly propagating through the cable and satellite TV channels as well. Like even I, we got an email today saying that it might be up in some states and not in others, just well, because everything's separate. I had a I had a, a fan on uh, Instagram send me a photo of them getting it on Amazon. Right, and then I search, I can't find. You couldn't it. find it. Yeah. So it's on iTunes. We know that. Right. If you, yes. <laughs> if you live in other countries, here's many of you in Australia or the UK or whatever have asked us. So it will be on iTunes in October, so that the the international rollout is next month. Right. So it's coming. Provided. Yeah. <laughs> there are no other issues. Provided. Yeah. So. Um, and starting in early November, we'll be back on the CFN site as well, including the DVDs. And mm-hmm. in fact, the DVDs will only be available at the CFN site. Yeah, Comedy Dynamics was like- They haven't I, made them yet. Yeah. So are they going to make them? They said, yeah, but not till like uh, mid next year. All right. So, well, you know, we're the only place you could get the DVDs, well, the bonus features, and of course we sign them too. Yeah. But it's cool. It's cool if you go to the iTunes rankings because like there's a bunch of amazing documentaries like The Fog of War and Restrepo that we're ahead of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is like- That's the important that's thing. That's amazing. <laughs> like I'm, it's, it's really cool. So- um, you know, keep buying it on iTunes. Keep uh, giving it positive reviews. Let's see if we can climb it up the charts a little bit. Yes. It's also on, um, we know for sure it's on Google Play and also for pay on um, YouTube. But YouTube is uh, basically is Google Play because it's the same company. Right. So when you buy it through YouTube, it's still going through Google Play. So if you have a Google Play app, you can buy it there as well. It's been really cool, too. A lot of people have um, just posted online what, like, how the you know I, I think some people just found it through me being on Marin right um, and so they're just like well this is awesome right and in, in fact I think somebody found it on YouTube first and there was a couple comments like uh, why isn't this on iOS and then another fan responded no it's on iTunes here's the link <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you guys are helping each other in the comment you. section too thank we you appreciate that for helping people who wouldn't know how to Google the name of it. <laughs> So uh, we really appreciate it. We appreciate you guys with the uh, purchasing the film, obviously, and also giving it great reviews. Um, some really great reviews on iTunes. Please, uh, please keep it up. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, oh, LA- and, uh, and IMDb too. Yeah, IMDb is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then and sharing the link on your social medias help helps uh, 
get it out there and yep. keep it in the because you know the more positive reviews and everything then iTunes will promote it and we're trying to get it in the new and noteworthy through the iTunes folks and yeah. all that stuff so. and then it, it just tracks higher then more people can discover it the higher it tracks yeah that's what we want we obviously you guys have known about it you've been on board since day one but we the thing we say in some of your reviews already is, is this is like for all of your friends and family that don't understand why you are listening to so many of these things, you, this, this is the <laughs> we want people that don't understand the world of podcasting to see this film and have it be their sort of entry point into right. into this bizarre bizarro land that we all live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then LA Podfest, October sixth, seventh, and eighth. Go to lapodfest.com. We just added some shows. Doug loves movies. Never not funny. Um, first ever record a first ever live performance of Political Vigilante. Nice. Will be there. <laughs> um, so uh, it's at the Biltmore Hotel, and um, you know it's w- there's you know we're gonna have that they got this big huge bar. So every night we're just gonna when the shows are over, we're gonna do be, some hey, nice social parties. Yeah, hanging out at the bar, and the opening night thing will be uh, you know Friday. So it's cool, and the Podfest Pros thing is big. So yep, that's huge. We've got uh, you know dual tracks of program Saturday and Sunday. The lab is gonna be open all day. So there's always something to do. You can go to a panel, go to a show, go to the lab, go to a party. There's always going to be fun stuff to do for all three nights, plus the preview night at the Improv Thursday night. Oh, shit. So if you have a badge, you get that extra night. If you're in town on Thursday or you live in L.A., that extra night Thursday the 5th, you can see a bunch of shows that are um, at the Improv, the Hollywood Improv on Melrose. It's the best deal in town, Graham. It really is. Like you're a fucking asshole if you don't jump on board with this. Yeah, and uh, this is a this is an important year for us. This is a uh, a year that we really need to sh- to uh, show a profit. So well, uh, if we don't, really... there's no more. There's no more festival. So, <laughs> so hashtag save Podfest. Yes, we so, just started that. <laughs> we uh, we definitely need your support and help this year more than ever on uh, Podfest. Yeah, don't let the big corporations win. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they're trying to they, you know, by losing money. Yeah, that's how they, they can win. Afford to just blo- <laughs> lose shit tons of money. Yeah, and not care. Well, we're like, ah, we didn't sell right. enough T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Like, some no, sort that's of... exactly what it sounded well, like at the meeting. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not sleep well last night. I'm gonna just I'm gonna tell you guys ahead of time. This is I'm not gonna be great on this episode. Punchy Graham, <laughs> Punchy Graham on the episode. Punchy Graham. I don't might make, might make for good times. <laughs> Can I second that? I, you know, I'll, maybe I'll phone it in too. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> I didn't say phone it in. I just said uh, I'm gonna give my best effort, and it's 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 not what you're used to. Yeah. <laughs> I slept okay last night, but my mind is wandering. So who knows what could happen? Wow, (laughs) we're just ramping into a fucking sleep train. Uh, Well, let's introduce our guest, uh, first time guest. First time guest, uh, Mm -hmm. you've just heard her lovely voice. Uh, I worked with her at the Comedy Cafe in beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I want to say three years ago. More than that, wasn't it? Two thousand fourteen. Maybe. I feel like it was like four years ago. Because you were still living in Indianapolis. I lived in Chicago. Oh, you lived in Chicago. I mean, the Midwest is all one city and state. (laughs) Just one bar. Chicago Apolis. And I lived there. And then I would just drive to other cities and. um, That's what you do in the. Because everything. I remember when I lived in Chicago as, as as a young comic. There was within a five six hour drive was every gig. Oh, it's great. Yeah, right. you can just hit. You can work. <clears throat> yeah, it's like that and for you're Philly like, for us too. Yeah, the East Coast yeah. is the same way. Yeah, it was Ohio, Virginia, you, any mm-hmm. any of that New York, any of that stretch. Yeah, I remember being like, I'm going to Peoria this weekend, and like my comic friends being like, Wow, 
You get to get the PR. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> I'm going to get my car and I'm going to perform at a comedy club next to a strip club across the street from a dirt bike track. Oh. And I made it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stay in a hotel next to yeah. a riverboat casino. Yeah. It's good. I was in Canada this weekend, and that's when you're like, ooh, international travel. Wow. What was that like? Where were you in Canada? I was in Edmonton, uh, the uh, Paris of Canada, and <laughs> they. I was at the largest mall in North America. Wow. It's bigger than the Mall of America. No wow. way. There's How a, dare you say that? There's a pirate ship that I heard a wonderful story that there used to be a comedy show on it, but it, they would have to be like G because you could hear anywhere in the mall so there's kids walking by a comic did was out at, from out of town doing the show did a joke that everybody in the mall started booing him and he jumped off the pirate ship into the water <laughs> and got a lifelong ban from the Edmonton mall <laughs> that should be at the top of that comic's yeah. resume. Oh, well I deserved. Hope. That is a gift. Yeah. That, that, that is the best thing you could ever achieve. Well, and you... it was a big like I'm talking like probably three story jump like a big jump well, Good that's for him. Oh, yeah, big boat. Big. Don't you put that on special skills too? Yeah, underneath? jumping pirate. off pirate ship, <laughs> yeah. pirate jumper. If that's on video, that I, I, that better be front and center on this comic's YouTube channel. The show oh, got yeah. canceled after that, and I'm like, no, that's when you really ramp up promo. <laughs> you've got yeah. like, you've got like a real show on your hands now. Yeah. Before it was just ha-has. Now we've got like, you could throw pyrotechnics in there. You yeah. can't buy advertising like that, right? If a comic bombs, make them walk the plank. Like this is like fun. <laughs> Um, so what else have you been doing, Megan Gailey? I've been just, uh... When did you move to L.A., by the I way? I moved to L.A. like a year and a half ago. Okay. From via New York. So I've, I took the longest way here. <laughs> I lived in all three of the big comedy cities. And then finally, at the ripe age of 29, was like, yeah, I think, I think it's L.A. time now. You know? <laughs> this is when they want me. A woman on the decline. <laughs> 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 so I <laughs> came on out. And they said, nope, you look old. Uh, <laughs> Get on that goddamn pirate ship in Canada. Yeah, exactly. So then I, yeah, then I was, uh, then now I work Canadian clubs. <laughs> no, but I actually love it here. I have a pool. I'm very happy here. Yeah. It's a good. When I'm, you come from the Midwest or the East Coast, yeah. it is pretty spectacular. When you get Last here. night was my first earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. 3.6. I did not know what was happening. Like at first I was like, huh. I'm the only one in the family that felt it. Really? Kids were asleep. Wife just uh, and they didn't barely, wake woke, up? barely woke up. I was like, uh, I was yeah. like wow. brushing my teeth and it was like, huh. Is that the neighbors slamming their door really hard? Brushing mm-hmm. your teeth that? L- oh, that's right. You don't have kids. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're, up, like, you're up, re- you're up past reading. 10. I yeah. wasn't reading. I was watching Raw Housewives. <laughs> I was I reading. <laughs> I was reading something was, somewhere <laughs> on my phone. I was reading something very astute <laughs> yeah. and educated. Um, and it was Real Housewives <laughs> fighting with each other. Yeah, I thought like a truck drove by. And then, I mean, I have been truly terrified of an earthquake happening mm-hmm. just because I don't know what it is. You know, I didn't yeah. know what to expect. And then once I realized what was happening, I was really, really freaked out. So that made you feel even more scared? Yeah. When it happened? Oh, I was yeah. terrified. And then mm-hmm. when it ended, I was like, okay. And then everyone kept being like, oh, there'll be aftershocks. And I was like, no, I can't handle <laughs> I just, no, I just, this is too much. But then I felt kind of like brave. Like I survived, you know, some sort of tragedy <laughs> well i would be remiss as a red cross disaster volunteer to not uh tell you and everybody out there listening get a disaster kit yes okay get go to uh one for the car one for the home one for the car one for the home uh go to redcross.org 
Look and at, get and that I'm guessing that's like a flashlight, bandages, bottled water, canned snacks. food, snacks, okay. dry goods, something you won't need to like because assume and a radio and a radio oh, you won't gosh. you won't um, assume the they internet have kits that has everything on. Okay, yeah. so you yeah. can't just like recycle a Y2K one that you never used. You could. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The food and water may not be as no, good. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> okay. But if you had like a first aid kit and stuff like that? I have a first aid kit. Get ready, Megan, because the big one's oh, coming. I know. That's what, when I realized what was happening, I was like, is this the big one? Is this the big one? I, oof, boy. But it wasn't. It was the little baby one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be precursor. I know. Nothing even <laughs> fell off my walls. I know. You got to get into that's the good. fives. Okay. Before For like really shit to come off the walls. Oof. We're so. afraid of everything coming out of the cabinets. That's that's when the big shake happens. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's talk about some movies. <gasps> let's. Uh, should, I would just let's just jump into Mother. Um, yeah, YouTube freaks saw oh this. Oh my god! And you know what? <laughs> Every once in a while, you see a movie and you're sorry you saw it. Wow! Oh, wow! Really? Yeah. And you're you not just, even happy you get to like feel that you can like talk about it with people. It was one of those movies that. Uh, first of all, let's lay a little backstory on okay. this movie. Um, Darren Aronofsky is an auteur. He yes. he makes his own movies. They pretty much come from his id, whatever he wants to make. There's no noting a Darren no. Aronofsky. He's like a script. Portlandia character. Yeah. Like, okay, we get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a swan, but she's a ballerina. So when he makes a movie, you know exactly what he wanted to put in this film made it into the film. Yeah. And some of the parts in this movie, I was like, why would anyone want to put that on film? Could you imagine real quick if a studio executive were the ones that gave the notes for all the fucked up shit he puts in his movies? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, you really need these scenes at the end that are really going to upset and horrify people. Now, this is when I look into the trivia. The film received both boos Mm -hmm. and a standing ovation during its premiere at the Venice Film Festival. So this movie is unbelievably polarizing. So people are either going to walk out and say, wow, wow. what a vision, yeah. or mm-hmm. that guy's out of his fucking gore. Right. Which is what he wants, too. Like, I it's think exactly what's what happening he right now, he's like, it worked. Like, right. this is exactly I, I so going to whatever yeah. weird plan he had. Right. And, and you know, I this is like, you know, his... Uh, we see these movies with every once in a while with, like, Tree of Life, where you have, like, big stars in these avant-garde, weird, mm-hmm. you know, um, allegorical movies. I mean, this is... Uh, basically, he's doing Bible tales in this movie. Everything was allegorical to the Bible. He had like Javier Bardem was God, you know, uh, Jennifer Lawrence was basically the earth mother yeah. sort of. And then had some and sort then, of like Mary yeah. parallels. There was theory. there was uh, the two guests that come in the <laughs> yeah, it was it was so weird. The two guests that come in were actually were Adam and Eve. And you know, Cain and Abel. And their bad little sons. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so it, it's uh, but all, so there, there's no character, there's no plot. There's, it's all just kind of goes from scene to scene. But the imagery gets more and more disturbing to the point where at the end I was like, I just, I wish I didn't have these images in my head mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but it was at the the end was horrifying. There's a there's one particular moment, and this is what is sort of like fun about this because you know, just like Hunger Games, people are going to see this. They're like, oh, Jennifer Lawrence, great, I love right. her. And then that foreign man, okay, cool. And then they're like, what? What? Because like, we, you know, we live in LA, we, we, our brains, I feel like, can like handle some sort of like, ah, that was too artistic. But like, if my parents went to see this, they would like cry blood, you know, like, it's right. so yeah. It's so bizarre. And like, there's a moment that, 
occurs that I thankfully, when I get really afraid, I plug my ears. Mm -hmm. I plugged my ears, closed my eyes, and still, like, I know what happened, and it has, like, haunted me to my core. Like, it is very disturbing. And wow. I know exactly what you're talking yes. about because I saw it. I and so, I like and towards the I, end. I went with um, a friend who I was opening for in Canada. We like went in Canada, and I kept going. I didn't think they'd have this movie out. Like they're <laughs> some third world country. <laughs> they got it the day, the same day. Wow, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Trudeau getting movies up here. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, the sound is like it. Like there's like a sound that happens that. I can't even I can't imagine these Hunger Games fans watching this movie that I wouldn't I wouldn't want to watch the film because I was that's why I was like I don't think I can see it when Chris when you texted me you're like I saw mother I was like okay good I'll go see it I'll I'll go see something else because that's the thing is is I felt like I would though want to I would like to see a camera put on an audience of like Hunger Games fans watching their reaction to this going oh Yes. When, yeah. I, when is this? Isn't Silver Linings Playbook? No, like, no, no, it is not. No, let's get a camera in every red state and just watch yeah. these people react because <laughs> right. that's going to be the I, movie. I'll tell you the the trailer. You know, it's not like it misrepresented the movie. The trailer was like, "This is one fucked up movie," but it, the trailer never shows you how fucked up it actually gets. I got you. Know, I got knowing Darren Aronofsky went in the trailer when there was blood coming through the light bulb. I was like, okay. I Where is it going to go from here? All right. Yeah. If they're showing me that in the trailer, it's Aronofsky. It's weird, creepy. There's a bunch of people on the lawn with, with lights. Yeah. I'm out. I think the trailer portrays it much more as a horror film than yes. it ends up being. Like it, uh, The trailer was almost like uh, like a Guillermo del Toro movie. Yes. Remember? What was that movie? Uh, Aaron? The one with, with that had the house. Crazy House. Crazy um, House. Crimson Peak or something. Yes, House Party. Crimson Peak, where the, the house itself was a character in the movie. Right. And that's what it kind of started this way, but then it goes so off the rails it was towards stressful. the end. I was like truly yeah. stressed. I was, was telling Graham that. It was like, you know, I didn't enjoy the movie. No. Like it was one of those movies where I'm like, I'm sorry I saw it. I didn't, I just didn't, even if it's a bad movie or if it's a movie I don't, you know, I still don't, I, I, it felt like work. It really, well, watching well, this movie felt like work and I felt like it was a day I should have called in sick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was beautiful, though. I really, I mean, like. Up till the end, it I've, was shot very well. It was shot really, be- there were like three, they did like over her shoulder, her perspective, and then yes. like one other, and that was it. And it mm. was on 16 millimeter. Like, you know, it's obviously really artistically beautifully done. You see her nipples a few times and you don't need it. And it's like, okay, well, we get your dating. But like. Yeah. We, like she, yeah, they started dating. To, uh, she has she has a sheer shirt sheet. on with guests there. I don't think so. You know, like that really bothered. For some reason, every time I would see her nipples, I was like, why are they doing this to her? You know, and Paramount canceled the upcoming Friday the 13th <laughs> film in order to move ahead with this film, thinking, well, this one's more disturbing. Oh. So I don't know. Is it's Friday the 13th it. not coming out now? I'm not sure. It's a, they, that was one of the You look really things. sad. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jamie Lee. Uh, Darren Aronofsky wrote the first draft of the script in just five days. And, you know, when you don't need really story or plot, it's I'm sure it's a little quicker to, to write. So what I'm hearing from you guys, so <clears throat> obviously in terms of a Darren Aronofsky movie, his vision, his the uniqueness of this film all was there. It's just so disturbing that it, it makes it hard to just, you can't just go, wow, that was really amazing. As a fan of his work, uh, and this is, a, a, this is a very personal reaction on my part, I thought this movie went too far. 
Mm. Like I just, uh, and this is someone who, you know, I've, I've loved his career. I've loved, you know, I really enjoy his movies, but this movie turned me off. Wow. On, oh, wow. Uh, Maybe I'm a child and I kept like being like, I'm, we're putting up with so much. There's going to be a, a, okay. And there wasn't like, <laughs> yeah. I, I like the credits started rolling. I was like, wait. It, is Javier Bardem the devil? Like I didn't. Yeah. I felt dumb. Like, and I'm Catholic. I'm Irish Catholic. Yeah. And I was like, who were the sons? Why were they there fighting? Well, oh, yeah. there was a rib. Why was there like? Yeah. There yeah. was so much stuff that I like didn't catch. Because it was all biblical references. You know, the 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 one son. Yeah. You know, kills the other son. This is a small spoiler. Very small spoiler. There's. It's very difficult to spoil this movie because there's not like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. It was the, literally yeah. just from scene to scene. What's going on? Uh, I just wanted every there were so many things that went unexplained that I've had to like do so much research afterwards that I'm like uh, what now (laughs) now it's high school now it's homework yeah yeah what research did you do what did you uncover um I symbolism probably you I I did the same thing I went to Wikipedia and these other sites and say okay was this what this meant what's the what was the allegory like now this is one of the rare instances too where Aronofsky just did an interview and said no here's what everything means and but pretty he, much, you know, he didn't say what one thing meant, and he like got asked about it because it was the thing that I kept the yellow powder. Yes, he has like re- he like he's like oh ask Jennifer about it, and it's like well did you just make something up? Like why? <laughs> he's like, Jennifer, want to put some powder in it? <laughs> she has yes. a, he said she has a better answer, and I'm like well what? So, yeah. Someone tell me what the yellow powder is because yeah. it's very because whenever she would hallucinate or see things in the house and stuff, then she would go and take a <laughs> shot of yellow powder mixed in water. Like it was almost like a nerve tonic. This is the way it was kind of used, mm-hmm. but at the same time, everything meant something else in the movie, so it, it it had to mean something else. But yeah, that that never quite get explained. But it's everything from Bible allegory to um, the cult of celebrity yes. to um, you know just the way things climate are in the change. world right now, climate change, <laughs> like just the way you know Jennifer Lawrence. It's a wide. Uh, it's a yeah, lot. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. It's a shotgun approach to many different things. And so that leading up to a horrifying climax. Okay. So he this is the actually the fourth movie he shot on 16 millimeter visually mm-hmm. how, how like visually that... it, it looks really good and mm-hmm. it looks it, it's it, it's another thing that he just does really well. You know, when he fills a frame, he creates mood and tension mm-hmm. and uh, everything from the wrestler to pie, you know, his first movie. He's he's just really great at um, filling a frame and shooting everything uh, to evoke an emotion or a feeling. Mm -hmm. And this was no exception. Black Swan, too. Black Swan was also beautifully shot. Um, So this this movie, the other thing about this movie was that uh, the... Actual performances were excellent. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer was. She was fantastic. Incredible. Yeah, and Javier incredible. Bardem, Jennifer Lawrence, and even Ed Harris. And her, yeah. you know, he, they all did a fantastic job yeah. acting. It's just the whole together was like. Was just, well, mm, I mean, that's yeah. point one of his strengths. I mean, obviously, the casting of it is is a big part of the director's job. But he, I feel and like everyone he, wanted to work with him. Yeah, that's everyone how wants he to got work with cast. And I feel like too, he really knows how to direct actors, mm-hmm. especially For when sure. he's got some crazy sure. shit going down. Yeah. Like yes. he usually has. Mm-hmm. Like the wrestler uh, was. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and it was grounded, which yeah. is unusual for one of his movies. Um, you it's, know, even like the movie like The Fountain. Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. That was, uh, you know, all over the place too, but visually it was just so interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
All right. <laughs> he do, did he do Noah's Ark as well? He did Noah. I believe he, he did. did. Noah. Yeah, the yes. movie Noah that that did came out in 2014. That was and with so that did. was before this. That was so Russell Crowe, right? Yeah. And it like bombed. Bombed. What's bombed. so weird is for an atheist, he's doing a lot of biblical and Catholic movies. I think he's like fascinated <laughs> by yeah the uh, religion. The religion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, and Noah- generally, if you have a movie like Noah probably don't want an atheist directing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- to talk about the bomb, it had a $125 million budget, Ooh. and um, it did uh, $100 million. So like, he lost 25 mil. Lost 25 mil. I'm but, sure he's. I'm sure it's eventually made it back, but like that was his I, first sort of big budget yeah. actiony thing. And isn't it an odd choice? Like you know, yeah. you think, well, we're doing a, a big budget, you know, um, biblical epic. Get me Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's odd. If you look at his filmography, it, it is it is really. I mean, I I guess I give him credit, but I mean, like you look at Rec Pie, you look at Requiem for a Dream, mm-hmm. you look at the the Wrestler, Black Swan, Noah, really, like there's all over the map, all yeah. over the map, which is cool. I I dig it when when directors are are allowed to do that thing. And as we talked about last week with Dave Anthony, you know, Dave made the point of like he is a he is a unique director that should be. You know, I guess I'm. Even though I didn't see it, I'm glad this movie's made in terms mm-hmm. of what we're dealing with from from Hollywood and the one blockbuster after another, and and a lot of movies that aren't that great. So that this guy's allowed to make these kind of out there crazy films. I would agree with that 99 percent of the time. <laughs> this is the one percent of the time I a, a Paramount executive should have said no. I I I am like I wonder if it will end up being nominated for award, like at least the performances mm. you it's, know it's entirely possible I could see Michelle Pfeiffer getting a best supporting actress now I, I, I say that tongue-in-cheek but the uh, you know a movie like this getting made with a, a director and a, a writer director shooting their own film I'm still a big supporter of that right this one just did not work for me huh? it'll be interesting to see because like the I mean, it sounds like even the two of you were a little split on it, but also like not as as severe as the reaction at the Venice Film Festival. Right. (laughs) I wonder how like Hollywood and the Academy is. Are they going to split down the line on this? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I think I feel like Academy voters definitely like honor performance. Yes. And I also feel like the cinematography was beautiful. Like there's components of it that you're like, I could see that being the best of the year. It may also do well at Golden Globes because Hollywood Foreign Press loves these actors and loves these perform, you know, Mm -hmm. good performances. So and they like the the foreign press loves crazy out there shit, too. Right. I mean, right. So and Jennifer Lawrence is great in it. She is. She is. There's there's feel for her in a way that I've like never I've never wanted to like shake someone. Yeah, she she's such a solid actress, and that I know exactly what you're it's talking a shakeable about. Shakeable performance. Yeah, no, because, I want to like grab her by the shoulders and be like, yeah. you know, like what are you doing? Because her character, as the movie begins, is like um, she feels basically helpless. Like, well, what? Well, you didn't even ask. Me. What are you? What are you doing? Like in this marriage that uh, she seems to have no say in. Right. Which is, you know, the allegory for like the earth and what we're doing to it. And mm-hmm. So there's there's all that as well. Or just like a bad husband. Or a bad <laughs> husband too. Yeah. Or just like kind of like a dick. <laughs> don't marry a dick. So. <laughs> don't marry a writer. Yeah. Don't marry a dick. <laughs> that were, those were my takeaways. <laughs> so, and he was a poet too. Oh, so yes. I forgot he <laughs> yeah. was a poet. Was a poet. <gasps> With oh, writer's block at the gosh. beginning. 
So anyway, this is the kind of movie that it, it's going to split How your right How can a poet afford a house that big? That's my question. Well, it was a fixer-upper. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> that, uh, well, also, like, did they build doing, it? Yeah. <laughs> there's like weird, there's definitely strange, like, where's the driveway? They kept right. being like, yeah. at one point they like get in a car and I'm like, where? Where is the yeah. car? <laughs> and then I've then, seen no cars. And then there was there was like Crimson Peak moments where like oh all oh, this blood just um, outlined a secret door you know things like things like that so all right that's um, doable I, I, I'll tell you I'm curious to see what you guys think of this movie um, because it's it's one of those movies that you're gonna fall nobody's gonna see this movie going no it was okay you know it's really you're gonna go one way or the other on it it's it's really did you see it polarizing. Aaron? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't like the trailer. I mean, oh. the trailer didn't sell me on okay. this movie at all. I, I was just like, well, maybe I'll catch that at some point, but I have no desire. <laughs> at one point, there was probably, we saw it Friday afternoon, like the day it came out. There were probably 15 people in the, like a big, mm-hmm. big theater. And we were sitting second to last row. And at one point during a very disturbing point in the movie, which is about 75% of the movie, I like heard a noise and I turned and the man in the back row behind us was standing up and so then for the rest of the movie I was like is he gonna kill me like I was also going through a lot of um like environmental stress and I he like saw me seeing him stand and then like cracked his knuckles and sat down and I was like what is happening so I don't know what he was going that might have been Darren Aronofsky yeah (laughs) so you're saying people in the theater might just be losing their shit just like what's happening on screen do not this is not a good snacks movie Right. If, you're, if you get snacks, eat them in the first twenty minutes. Because you are not. Yeah. I, oh, you are not going to want to eat more. anything. No. All right. Snack early. Hashtag yes. snack yes. early. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's move so on. So let's to... do a palate cleanser and talk about uh, American <laughs> Assassin. Something I'm sure. I'm just going to go. I haven't seen this movie, but I'm just going to say maybe less disturbing. <laughs> it is so. Yeah. There's one. It's funny. There's one, you talk about, uh, Megan, the cover your ears and eyes. Mm-hmm. There was one scene where there's someone who's being uh, tortured for information, and I was like, ah, uh, yeah. like I can't, there's, there's a certain type of torture, well, they, it's used, and, they, mm. and I was like, nope, I don't, I don't want to see that. It was torture watching the torture. Yeah, so I had to cover, and then like, Duck and cover. Duck and cover, and then like slowly blink my eyes, and then would open Ooh. my ears just a little. And okay, they're in a different scene. Um, you did that at the emoji movie too. <laughs> I did that absolutely at the emoji movie. Different reasons, um, but so uh, this kid Dylan O'Brien who plays the part of Mitch Rap, um, and he, so this is this is a the series of books that this is based on. They're hoping that it's this, a lot of books, fifteen novels, fifteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's they're hoping that this becomes like a, a whatever, a Patriot Games, a Jack Reacher, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Like they're going to shoot a bunch of these. So they this guy Mitch Rapp, um, who I, I give the kid credit. Like I wouldn't have cast him. I would have been like, oh, he's just one of these young pretty boys. He can't really pull this off. He did a really good job of a guy. This is all from the trailer. You know. Beautiful girlfriend proposes to her. Bam, she's killed by terrorists. Oh gosh! And then he be, he goes he goes nuts and like wants probably to, didn't see that coming. No, <laughs> uh, and then wants to wants to fight them. So he does a very good job of becoming this obsessed, crazy dude that's like you know out of control with wanting revenge. Okay. Um, 
Now, it's interesting. This is actually the 11th book in the series, but the first book in chronological order because the books seem to skip around to different parts of his life. Okay. Yeah, and I think um, it's... It go, so it's all about this special secret counterterrorism group that's that's headed by uh, Michael Keaton. I'm telling you, not Kiefer Sutherland. Not Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> uh, had like literally, you look at this trailer, you look at the movie poster, and you're like, "This wasn't Kevin Costner wasn't available." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Kevin Costner? And then some young kid that you're like, "Huh." Somebody from Twilight. Yeah, somebody like that. You're like, okay, great. This kid can't look tough. You know, it's like a puppy that snarls. Like, aww. Um, But Michael Keaton is fantastic. And it's what makes this movie, like, it should be a dumb sort of by the numbers. Oh, it it falls apart in the second half. It Mm -hmm. should be, like, it should be that. But it actually is okay. Wow. And there's some, there's some stuff in it where you're just like, Wait a minute. Why is he? Wouldn't they? You know, like there's a couple of those, but not glaring. I was pretty entertained. I mean, I. It is what it is. You're not. There's no like. Wait a minute. I didn't. It's it's a it's a spy terrorist. Mm-hmm. You know, born. There's no academy discussion no, we need to do about this no, one. <laughs> no academy discussion. Nor is it like so dumb that you're like. Ugh. Uh. I don't know. It was, it was pretty interesting, and I think Michael Keaton's approach the the guy that he's playing it's why he's just this this second half of his career now is he the mentor in the movie he's like the boss he's the boss i he's mentor boss. Okay. he's he's a he's a real hard ass and <laughs> he's it's michael keaton like this the second half of his career is is getting so interesting mm-hmm. you put him like put this character next to the guy that he was in the most recent spider-man movie right uh it's so cool you yeah. know and um He's doing such an amazing job, and I think actors that have been around a long time, when they really figure this out, of how powerful it is to be understated as an actor. I think young actors, you know, you're an acting class. I remember being an acting class, big emotion, and you know, and I'm crying, and he's just like, says these little things like he did in Spotlight. The character he was in Spotlight was so like, oh my God. and in Birdman. I feel like in Birdman they like talk about that. Like he's like subdued and then Edward Norton comes in and is like wild and crazy and, yeah. and it's like, oh, you're even like seeing him sort of address the actor he wants to become while he's acting. Yeah, and also it's it's kind of a Edward Norton has had a reputation being difficult on yes. set because he's <laughs> yes. like, actor, yeah. I need to yeah. be yeah. actor. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's like you watch Michael Keaton um, and – also, when you've got a young actor that's playing opposite somebody that's this strong, it can do one of two things. Make the young actor look, boy, wow, mm-hmm. do you not <laughs> look good? Or elevate right. the actor. This kid really, I mean, and it's credit to, to, this, to this, this guy. And the supporting cast, um, the, the woman that plays the head, um, I'm going to look it up real quick. But um, the woman that plays the, uh, the head CIA person that's sort of fighting for the kid, um, I'm going to bring her up in a second. The, the actress, uh, where is it? I mean, when you get cast to play Hot Girlfriend, you know you're leaving in the first five minutes, right? <laughs> like, you're like, oh, well, okay. I'm Hot yeah. Girlfriend. I'm Hot Dead Girlfriend yeah. again. Or wife of an ex-Navy SEAL. Yeah. Yeah, then you're like, ooh, I'm in trouble. Mm, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, Sanaa Lathan uh, plays the CIA op. Uh, and... Um, 
she's really solid. I mean, like, there, there's all these... They they go into two, and then um, Taylor Kitsch plays a rogue operative. Who's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> sure. If that's what you want to believe, Chris, yes, there's a werewolf in here. Um, but Taylor Kitsch plays a, a rogue operative, and without giving it away, his character's motivation is like, oh, wow. It's one of those things that they do in terms of, you know, America's, we're the good guys, we're the good guys, and there's someone going, are we? Mm. Are we really the good guys? But you then know? he's the bad guy? Yeah. but Oh, gosh. But it's sort of <laughs> like, um, it sort of shows the, 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 how convoluted like America's role in international terrorism and politics. It's not as clear cut as there's bad guys out there. Yeah. It's like, oh no, we want oil and we create terrorists. Yeah. Um, What's uh, now? How was the action in the movie? There's good action. There's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they do um, they do a lot of sort of MMA style of fight scenes. You know, a lot of like getting guys on the ground and 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 trapping out. A lot. Yeah, there is there is some of that. Um, <laughs> I, I thought the action in it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it's not too, like, that's the problem with these movies is you just go from one 10, 15-minute car chase to a 15-minute fight scene to a running across a roof. Like, those that just gets exhausting for me. This had enough plot and story. There's a couple times where the, the Mitch Rapp character is just like, I'm going to do it my way. And it's like, no, oh, come on. <laughs> and I'm going to get results. Yeah, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. But, um, but I don't know. It's interesting, and I feel like I probably will watch the next one. Like, oh. you know, like this is a movie. If I if I'm uh, I was looking for something to do, I wanted some, a distraction. I wanted some escapism, and I got it. It's a plane movie. It's a plane or road movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like you've been in the same city for the. It's the third or fourth day, and you're like, I got to get out of the hotel. I'm very happy this movie came out different weekends than The Kingsman because I was getting them. I kept going, and now is this the fun one or the mean one? <laughs> are they having fun? Are they like wacky or are they mad? <laughs> because I like couldn't. I I remember like seeing, of course, during like an NFL game, they had both previews, and I was like, is that the same movie? <laughs> one, they Which seem one smiling and silly. Yeah. And they're different movies and mm-hmm. actually different countries as well, I've learned. <laughs> yeah. But to the naked female eye <laughs> just <laughs> trying to enjoy a cult's loss, it is very confusing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I think. If you if you were like, don't want to be tormented for the rest of your life by mother, then go see American yes. Assassin. Yeah. I think you'd be better off. <laughs> Now, it's interesting, too. Established actors like Gerard Butler, Colin Farrell, and Matthew Fox were considered for playing the lead role, Mitch Rapp. But what they were trying to do now was just to kind of have this actor grow into the role by starting at kind of like the beginning of his story. Well, the other thing, too, like Bruce Willis was attached to play the mentor. And there's an example of if it was Bruce Willis, I would have been like, nope. (laughs) You know, because he would have just Bruce Willis it up. That's why I assumed. That's what he does. Sometimes I get him. I like just assume he's in it. Right. I, like when you yeah, said yeah. Michael Keaton, I was like, "Oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't Bruce Willis." Yeah, it, you automatically the, you, this script would come across someone's desk and go, "Oh, Kevin Costner, Bruce Willis, great." Yeah, yeah. and it's that Bruce Willis is one of those actors too. Uh, you know, when you uh, hire Bruce Willis, you're going to get Bruce Willis. You're getting Bruce that's, Willis. Yeah, Michael Keaton, you're getting an, an amazing actor who Bru- might do something different, different or interesting. Bruce Willis. You get Bruce Willis. You get Bruce Willis. In certain parts, it's great. Yeah, it's fun. You're great. You put Bruce Willis in the right thing, it's great. With Michael Keaton, you're getting a like a fine actor doing right. amazing stuff. So All right. 
Oh, so let's ads, ads. We got. Come let, yep, on, we have a new sponsor today. Oh snap! Bombfell. B O M B F E L L. So well, Graham, tell tell me about your experience. I'll tell with you Bomb what Bombfell is, Chris. Mm-hmm. It's an easier way for men to get better clothes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you go through. You so, com- I'm, I'm intrigued. You're in, it's very intriguing. It's it's very simple. You complete a questionnaire, and your wife completes a questionnaire. <laughs> <laughs> If I was married, yeah. <laughs> um, it's actually though, I think it is. It is good for the single guy that's like, what do I? I don't know. So um, you go and sort of complete it, and you say, you know, they give you sort of real. It's real basic. Like I, I like looking like this or like that or what do you want this for? Job interview, right? Um, going out. First day, you like clown pants. You like clown pants, <laughs> sure. Uh, are you a werewolf? Yes. <laughs> whatever, whatever your thing is, and then uh, they send you some stuff. It came pretty quickly, and they gave me like a long sleeve, uh, not a sweater, but just like a nice kind of pullover, like a thermal. Not a thermal, but like in between. <laughs> In between sweater. I mean, this is why you needed that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. I don't know what yeah. I wanted. It was cloth. It was. Yeah. <laughs> and it had sleeves. And uh, you wore it on your torso. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. So I got that, a pair of jeans, and then like a short sleeve, like collared shirt. And the thing I liked about it too was, so they come in, they're like, you got like a week to try it on. If so, you don't like something or it doesn't fit, you send it back. Um, the jeans, I liked them. They were a little loose, but they're like, you know, and I was like, ah, I'll just yeah, keep but them. They could be karate pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to. Yeah. I like a tight slack. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, yeah, I kept the jeans, but the shirt, I just, it was too short. It was too tight. So I sent it back. And the return process was really easy. They give you a thing. You don't have to pay anything. Like they give you a return label. So you just oh, great. put it in the bag, send it back. You fill out a quick thing online saying, why you didn't like it, it was too this, I didn't like the color, I didn't like the size or whatever, and do you have it in my size? And it was really, it was a real cool, easy process. I liked the clothes and, and mm. you know, I got a new pair of slacks and a and a long sleeve, you know, shirt thing. <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> well, how, how are we gonna help our fans out to use this service? Ah, oh, Chris, we're not gonna let them pay full price. I'll tell <laughs> that right now. No way. No, it would be ridiculous. Uh, $25 off your first purchase. Nice. Right? Uh, visit bombfell.com slash CFN. Um, so you got to just use that bombfell.com slash CFN to get the $25 out. And it's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L.com. And, uh, slash CFN. It's yeah. a land, that's the landing page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, bombfell opened yeah. and clothes. Nice. You like that tagline? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write that? Bombfell. <laughs> Open and clothes. <laughs> no, there's some marketing guy just doing backflips that he got. Yes, yeah, it's got it. just like that's fantastic. He wrote that and was like, threw his pen. Yeah, yeah like, nail it. Day's over, punching out. <laughs> yeah. Half day for Mike. Yeah, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> so yeah, go to bombfell.com/slash/cfn save yourself twenty five dollars and get yourself clothed up. You know, get yeah, get yourself looking nice and pretty. Get something for your torso. <laughs> Fancy up your torso, <laughs> fellas. You know what I mean? You got a yeah. first date. You want to impress somebody? Fancy up yeah. your torso. Mm-hmm. So, and the other ad we have is our uh, Patreon ad, Frightfully Uninformed, a podcast that watches mostly classic horror movies to figure out horror movie fandom. 
frightfullyuninformed.com. And uh, like we said, we really appreciate you guys supporting the Patreon. It is a lifeblood for us as a mm-hmm. podcast. Um, you know, the ads are great, but Patreon really is um, it's critical yeah. for us. So, like we said, you know, you get start to get some really great content at $5. $10, you get the bonus episode. So maybe we'll do an extra bonus episode Ooh, this How year, about that? This, uh, we this month slid too. in some extra ones last yeah. month and mm-hmm. everything else like that. We're recording the one with Neil. Did you finish uh, Defenders? Yes. Maybe we'll talk about uh, our wrap-up of Defenders. Oh, I'd do that. Yeah, all right. I, I could talk the shit out of Defenders. All right, well, then we'll do that. Sons of bitches. Yeah. I don't know why it made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> Defenders part two. We'll do that for the uh, Patreon subscribers. Uh, yeah, guys, so go to patreon.com slash comedy film nerds do support the show. Please do. Like, even if it's And do it with a new fancy torso shirt. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do, you know, get your torso fancied up. Get your torso and, wrapped. Uh, and and, <laughs> and uh, participate at the 5 or $10 tier. It, How about it that? will definitely help. So, uh, trailers, oh, The Shape of Water. What? Now, we just saw this trailer. It's a different one because we talked about we saw this trailer a while ago. Yeah, this is a different trailer. This is a definitely this one oh, it's is a different one. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's oh. more it's it's more Michael Shannon uh-huh. heavy. It's more like he's the bad guy, okay. which is good. I'm searching for um, the fish man. Yeah. Yes. Now I'm searching for, the... for Bobby Fishman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, Aaron. <laughs> So one of the there, there's two uh, theories that are around the internets right now. That one of them this it's a is, real this fish is a, guy. That's one of them is a real fish guy. Uh, one of them is a Hellboy prequel, which I think it is because this character mm-hmm. Abe Sapien is has this exact same backstory where he was in, you know, th- this this time he was you know captured. He was in a tank. He was a man in Victorian times that turned into this fish man and had this backstory. <laughs> Um, and it's also Guillermo del Toro who also did Hellboy yeah. one and uh, two. So I really think it's a kind of a stealthy prequel. I his, mean, that's so stealthy. His email is literally Abe Sapien. I think <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, seems like to they're the not tank. really hiding it that yeah. well. Yeah, and was they, there a deaf woman in this man's yeah. past too? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other theory is that it's a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon prequel, what? which uh, I'm I'm not as sold on. I really because it, it just it just even the way it's shot has like a Hellboy feel. The way Guillermo del Toro shot Hellboy, it, it just it feels that way. The other thing that could have happened too is that like, well, we couldn't get the rights to the Abe Sapien background story. <laughs> We're still gonna make the movie anyway and uh, change the Fishman's name. Okay. I mean, the character, especially in this trailer, we see more of the Fishman character from the yes. first one. It, mm-hmm. the, my first thought was, oh, it is a creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. But why? Why? Why would we? Have it as an experimental why, government w- weapon, and why? Why is why would we even go into that? Like the Hellboy theory makes more sense to me, at right? Least. And also, too, it's you know the they have the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense that gets created in the Hellboy universe, so this will be one of the things that would help create it. Is they found a fish man, Megan? What did you think when you saw this? Um, my main takeaway from this was why is Octavia Spencer just working for the government now? You know, <laughs> why can't she get out? Why is she just pushing carts, crunching numbers, <laughs> helping astronauts, helping fishmen? Like Octavia, you deserve to not be a government employee. Yeah, you know, you deserve a nice office with yeah. a window, and you don't have to. And push I want carts. that for her. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair, and I'm not happy. And she does it really well, but she could run a bakery. Yeah, she could do so many yeah. things. I don't like want her as design. a maid anymore. Yeah, I'm not okay with it. 
Well, you know, it's it's also it's interesting when you mention Octavia Spencer and um, you have Michael Shannon. You have a solid list of actors in this movie that elevate a genre picture to higher than it normally right. would be. Like if this was just about a fish man and just a bunch of like, you know, mm-hmm. unknown actors, you'd mm-hmm. be like, wow, well, this is just you know a, a schlocky kind of it. thing. Yeah. yeah, but it's not. It's really it's it's being shot like a. Uh, like a drama with a fish man in it. <laughs> now, are the fish man and the lady intimate? That uh, we or, are. Um, they're just we're cuddling. Getting, we're getting that um, inclination. Okay. It's definitely being implied from yeah. the trailers. I do like uh, when she started to spell out "fuck you." That right. was fun. Yeah. That was like a fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actress. What's she saying? What's she saying? Uh, Sally Hawkins. Um, Who's great? She's great. In the trailer, I was like, I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see just her. And how she, like how she interacts with everybody, especially the creature. Like mm-hmm. right. this trailer, even more so than the first one, shows like her relationship with the the fishman oh, creature. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm. It looks like you said, with all of these solid actors around this character, I, it could be. I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. A lot of rain yeah. too. Love it was yeah. a lot of rain. It's gonna be a lot of wet sets. Yes, <laughs> it was a lot, of, a lot of water happening. And as an LA resident, I like that. I go, oh, we have rain exists. That's <laughs> yes. I about that. I saw that preview. I actually saw that preview and the next uh, preview before Mother. So I'm getting a little PTSD. Oh. I'm like, oh, these were they didn't show these when when you saw it. You had different trailers for Mother. No, no, I, we wow, didn't. Wow, interesting. I feel yeah. like they always show. Maybe it was because I was well, traveling in international. Mm. Yeah. So they showed different things yeah. <laughs> up so, north. <laughs> so when you so were watching this trailer, you just heard somebody crack their knuckles and stand <laughs> yeah, behind yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, breaking. oh no, oh no. I felt someone dive off a pirate ship and yeah. I was transported <laughs> back north. Well, then let's so, talk about downsizing. Yes, this is the Matt Damon movie. Um, now, Alexander Payne, I'm a big fan of as well. Um, you know, his movies are always interesting and um, unique. Now, this is an interesting concept where, you know, okay, we're getting overpopulated as a species. That is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then if we shrink everybody, then all of a sudden everyone has more room. And I like, like, the world that this is creating. Like, uh, well, if we shrink you, whatever money you have then just gets exponentially increased because you know we're building we're building dollhouses for you so uh i just felt like there's a really cool attention to detail like when you create a world like this you have to have an attention to detail like well how does it work um how does the economy work what what is the process what what are the consequences and i think all those things from the trailer were really thought about in an interesting way and presented so uh, I'm excited to see this movie. I think it looked good. I mean, yeah, it's a two. I mean, the guy like he's Citizen Ruth, Election, About Schmidt, Sideways, The Descendants, <laughs> like like solid, I mean, solid really amazing movies. movies. So yeah. when I see this and well acted and well directed, well movies. acted, well directed, and 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 again, they all have very specific. Now this seems like more broad comedy than he's used to doing, but like I'll trust him because of right. of all the other stuff he's done. Mm-hmm. What did you think? So I auditioned for this movie. Oh, that's yes. right. <laughs> so I hope it fails miserably. <laughs> uh, I actually auditioned. It, I saw both parts I auditioned for. I auditioned for two different parts in the movie. I got neither of them. Um, but I, 
I um I, I don't know. It like so I've heard I don't think this is a secret, but I've heard Kristen Wiig does not end up downsizing herself. Oh, really? Okay, sorry. Did I just no, we, ruin uh, we, the whole movie? No, you never that, saw the that's trailer. floating around on the internet. Oh. And it's sort of, I'd seen the trailer, and now that I'd heard that theory, now seeing it again, I go, oh, she didn't, because she's not in any of, when he when Matt Damon right. is little, <laughs> is that what we're calling it? <laughs> what do we call this uh, fake thing? Yes. <laughs> He's little now. <laughs> so when he gets richer and littler, she isn't in the house with him. When they show him signing papers, apparently those are divorce papers. So I actually, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, I'm not into this at all. Just, it like looked, I don't know. It, like I saw Click recently and I was like, what's happened? And obviously it's not the same as Click, but it like, <laughs> just these like worlds that like, it seemed like too wild to me. But now that I know there's a divorce happening, I'm into it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. I like I like that she's not there and, you know, he's trying to date as a tiny man. That I'm into. <clears throat> Have you gone through a divorce? No. What... <laughs> no. Just really no, no, want no. to. Just really want to see how it plays out. Like, do they get in a fight and she's huge and he's little? And she just kicks him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. She's yelling at him, and it like knocks him over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, does Jason Tadekis like climb on his shoulders, and they like whack her ankle? I'm curious to see this because obviously, like like we said, we like I like Alexander Payne, but it's yeah, it, it it's at least the way this trailer is cut. It is presented as like wacky comedy, but it starts out the premise is the world is overpopulated, right? And this is how we're dealing with it. So it sounds like there's this a is satire. Yeah, this is the strong satire and also, mm -hmm. you know, dealing with some social commentary because right. this planet does have seven and a half billion people. Mm -hmm. There'll on be it, that in there for sure. You know, and so um yeah, I like all these characters and I'm I'm really interesting to see how it how it uh, shakes out. Some fun cameos too. I think Bridget Everett was the nurse that woke them up after oh. they were I was like, Oh, that's exciting and I like the lady that was on the train. I think he um I, I now I know why I didn't get the parts you know <laughs> like, okay, yes, I see I see what you've done here nicely done Alex congrats <laughs> um, so, and uh, coming out on DVD and Blu-ray Wonder Woman and the Big Sick two movies I highly recommend you know yeah. uh, Wonder Woman as we talked about we did a spoiler rep on it so if you are just now seeing Wonder Woman here we, we released a spoiler rep when it came out whatever in July Check it out. It's a fun film, mm -hmm. and uh, it's really cool for the genre of superhero movies and all of the stuff that it does in terms of... Uh, did you see Wonder Woman? Girl, power. I mean, I'm a bad feminist. I haven't. But I'm going to... <laughs> the next time I'm on a flight, I'm going to... It's hard. Like, I... Uh, I saw Ghostbusters the weekend it came out. I've already bought Hillary's book. Listen, I don't have enough money to be the feminist I need to be. It's expensive. <laughs> I gotta buy special clothes, you know? I gotta have all the gear. But well, I'm gonna see, I hear it's fantastic. Well, check and some boxes on Bombfell, you know? I, I, yeah, I'll get some Bombfell, be dressed as a man, and then go see Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big sick, too, like... Um, you were the, saying it's a really yeah, good it's movie. a really it's a really cool movie, and uh, you know, knowing 
uh, Kumail and Emily, like seeing this story, it is very heartfelt because it's based in so much of their actual mm-hmm. um, relationship. And it's really cool to see like, you know, comics make an indie film that then blows up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that had a limited release and was yep. through Amazon and all this stuff. And now was doing really I, well. So I auditioned for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could do a whole episode of show of movies. I've never been cast in. Of, it was actually one of Amazon's <laughs> biggest acquisitions. They spent millions on it. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazon, wow. When Amazon picked it up. And then it had like the highest Rotten Tomatoes score of the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah. Solid movie. They're great. So, um, okay. So we want to talk about the uh, the site. We did mention that, uh, you know, there are some Amazon and cable issues with earbuds. We mentioned that at the beginning of the uh, site. I wanted to give you guys an upside on, uh, update on the actual website. We're still working on the message boards. They're still broken. Uh, Brian Wolfman is uh, working on it. He's looking into a solution right now, but they will be up and running as soon as we can... Uh, get those issues resolved. And in the meantime, the Neil and CJ have been posting some great articles, uh, the weekly film news and CJ did a long, uh, and in-depth review of mother. He enjoyed it a lot more than we did. Okay. Uh, he wasn't as disturbed by it. Wow. Um, I'm disturbed by him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in Australia. Things are different. Yeah, things, oh, are, thi- okay. things go backwards over there. Yeah. So, so, Oh, I bet uh, yeah. those freaks loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fan feedback on the uh, Facebook page, uh, the Comedy Film Nerds Facebook page. We did a, explain a film badly, and it was like uh, it was episode um, one. A priest kidnaps a child for cult and eventual marriage for to a politician twice his age, which was fantastic. And then, so you guys started posting some. Kurt um, Arm Bruster said, "History slash archaeology professor goes on adventure around the world, leaving a trail of bodies." Uh, friend and foe in his wake. Nazis would have died anyways <laughs> had he done nothing. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kurt, for that. Uh, yeah, we appreciate all your comments on the uh, on the Facebooks yes. and the and the YouTube comments mm-hmm. as well. All right, coming out this week. Now this is uh, this is a good. We're yeah, starting good to week. pick. We're starting to pick up again for new releases. Yeah. We had a kind of a dead few weeks because uh, it's but like now, back to school. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird like you know there was. Uh, it was unusual that like Labor Day didn't have any giant. Yeah, you know, it was weird. Release. Late yeah. August into Labor Day, there was yeah. no big releases. <laughs> no, Mm-mm. it was it was odd. I wonder if something was supposed to come out and it got messed up. I love that. Uh, <laughs> could be. And they're like, could oh, be. it's a Halloween Christmas movie now. Yeah. <laughs> Did you audition so. for that? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I couldn't get in to see that one. So premiering this week, Kingsman: The Golden Circle. This is the fun one. Yeah, Megan, the fun, this fun one. one. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna see it. They're laughing. And uh, the Lego Ninjago movie. Now, this is, again, you know, the Lego movies haven't stopped. But, you know, honestly, the, the Batman movie was remarkably similar to the Lego movie. They're, it's, they're still Lego movies. Yeah. There's not, <laughs> there's not a lot of different things that are going to happen with them. Um, but, you know, my kids want to see it, so I'm sure I'll be seeing it this weekend. The trailer is very <laughs> funny. Yeah. So, and then Battle of the Sexes. This is the Billie Jean King um, oh, yes. movie. This one looks good, too. Yeah, I with, mean, it's with Steve Carell looks fantastic in it. And so Emma, does Stone, Emma Stone, and it's uh, you know I've watched some sort of might, might be ESPN thirty for thirty or something like that, like actual sort of documentaries about this event and um, how big of a uh, a deal this was. Oh, I remember what I watched. I watched this. There's a I think it's a thirty for thirty on ESPN called Branded, talking about how female athletes first came into getting big endorsement deals and it was this it was this this mm. tennis like Billie Jean King was the first one to kind of get them after this so um 
I like these two actors. This is a pretty big moment in American history and the women's movement and everything like that and for sports and for um, marketing and all that stuff. So it's it's I'm I'm excited to see. And I feel like this might be worse. This is our first sort of they have Oscar hopes for this film. They're releasing wow. in late September. That's my that's my feel Could be. for this. Little thing. Oscar buzz. Stephen Carell, man. I mean, yeah. you know, Foxcatcher and mm-hmm. uh, the he big short. It. He he's he's yep. he's the guy. So I love tennis. Tennis is my favorite sport. Really? Yeah, I love watching it, playing it. It's great. Did you play when you were younger? I played my whole life. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's why my voice sounds like this. From yeah, from screaming. <laughs> Just from being mean and white. <laughs> that's, those are the requirements to be a tennis yeah. player. You got to be mean yeah. and white and like have a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> but I love Billie Jean King. She's yeah. done. She's done so much for female sports. Mm-hmm. Probably more in uh, in. For American female athletes than maybe anyone stemming out of this event, yeah, you know, which is why I, it's another great reason to see this film because it's really and and to get the behind the scenes and I think Steve Carell is going to play a great dick, yeah, you know, he's yeah. going to play yeah. a great <laughs> asshole, yeah. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I believe that's our show, that ladies is our and gentlemen. Three eighty-seven. Lock it mm-hmm. up. Um. Megan Gailey, where can people find you on the internet, tour dates? What do you got going on? Um, I am on the road for the next, like, two and a half months. I'm opening for Anthony Jeselnik. Oh, nice. I will be with him. We're in Oxnard, California, oh, at Levity shit. Live this weekend. And then lots of fun. Houston, San Jose, Bloomington, Lexington, going all over. So you can go to my website, MeganGailey.com. Nice. Yeah. And your Twitter and Instagram is all on there as well. Yes, yeah. it is. Okay, cool. Very cool. Um, well, I wanted to mention that the new uh, episode of Conversations, Conversations from the Abyss has dropped called Predators about a serial killer who um, talks about compatibility with his victim. And uh, Aaron listened to it and he said, I'll never look at Bill Dwyer the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> so it stars uh, Bill Dwyer and uh, Annie Savage from uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour. Cool. Uh, I just um, put out some new, I got some new tour uh, dates. Uh, October 10th, I'll be at the Punchline in San Francisco for one show only. October 11th, I'll be at Helium in St. Louis. Go Cards. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Aaron will be watching the Cubs in the playoffs at that point. Um, Unfortunately. And... and then October 12th through 14th, I'm at the Zanies in St. Charles, which is out uh, in the west suburbs of Chicago. Mm-hmm. In a barn. Kind in a, like barn. a barn. It is a barn. It's a great barn gig. Pheasant Run? Pheasant Run yeah, Resort. Yeah, I've been there. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, I worked with Ramon Rivas, who oh, was on this show. My uh, good friend, too. Yeah, Ramon's awesome. So I uh, go to, I just redid my website. My old website, uh, the person who was handling it is no longer there. And so it went down. And I, uh, my good friend, Marsha Newmeyer, uh, a.k.a. Sparky Pop, Redid my site. So if you go to GrahamElwood.com, you get all my tour dates that are there. I'm going to be doing more um, of those. And also Political Vigilante. Listen and watch that on the YouTube and on iTunes. I've released it as a podcast now. And uh, check that out. Check it out. And uh, if you go to uh, Conversations from the Abyss and Political Vigilante, you can see like listeners also listen to. They're both first on each one. So. <laughs> thank, thank you, so comedy you film tell, fans. So you can tell you guys are the ones listening uh, the most, so we appreciate that. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much to Aaron Brungard on the ones and twos. Everybody here at uh, All Things Comedy, and thanks again, uh, Megan Gailey, for coming thank over you here. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first.